If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives. Uh, Give us a call, 208-991-4783. And be sure to take our listener survey, survey survey.greatdetectives.net. Well, this episode of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio is brought to you by the great financial support of our listeners. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, well, this uh, particular episode of Rogue's Gallery is entirely outside the canon of what we've heard uh, so far. This has no relation to Fitch's Shampoo, Dick Powell, or the original run of the series. And it's the only week in the 23-week period that began five weeks ago that our program uh, didn't originate with NBC. In the uh, early 50s, ABC was trying to gain traction as a network. And one thing they tried to do is rather than coming up with original new concepts for a radio series, they decided to do new versions of uh, previously canceled uh, shows. Uh, Some examples of this ABC did a Michael Shane radio program. They did a Casebook of Gregory Hood program. And uh, they did Rogue's Gallery. In addition, they were somewhat fortunate to get Richard Diamond over to their network. So there was a brief period of time where Richard Diamond was running uh, at the same time as Rogue's Gallery. ABC chose for the star of this program uh, Paul Stewart. Stewart is, was best known for his association with Orson Welles. He was a Mercury a radio theater player and also appeared in Citizen Kane. Stewart would go on later in his career to have success uh, on television, uh, directing uh, episodes of series including Peter Gunn, Michael Shane, Hawaii Five-O, and uh, The Twilight Zone. Uh, and we'll hear from him again uh, at least once more when we play the Mercury Theater uh, presentation of The Glass Key. 
And this episode came from November 15th of 1950. It's called the Janice Kroll Murder Case. And it's the only example of uh, Paul Stewart uh, as Richard Rogue. Rogue's Gallery, starring Paul Stewart as Richard Rogue. <laughs> people collect old violins. Some people collect rare china. Some people collect old coins. But I collect murderers. Rogue Gallery, the thrilling, spine-tingling adventures of Richard Rogue, private investigator is presented each week at this time by your local dealer who sells and services the Easy Cut electric mowers. That's the dealer that's making an unheard-of offer that you can't afford to miss. There's no strings, no gimmicks, no small type to this offer. Just try an Easy Cut electric mower in your yard for 10 days. Give the Easy Cut a full trial. Then, if for any reason or no reason at all you don't want to keep it, your dealer will refund every penny of your money. Yes, try the Easy Cut Electric Mower. Compare its many advantages. Notice the large rear coaster for easier handling. Notice the snap switch for effortless starting. Notice the rubber-tired ball-bearing wheels. Notice the powerful one-third horsepower motor. Yes, compare and you buy an Easy Cut Electric Mower. See it tomorrow at your dealer's. Listen a little later for more details about the free trial offer. Now, Rogue's Gallery with Paul Stewart as private investigator Richard Rogue. As far as I'm concerned, all roads lead to Chicago. You see, I was born here down on the south side, and I know every spot on the Gold Coast. The smell of the stockyard, the swimming in Lake Michigan... And I can make my way around the loop blindfolded. One of the finest tie shops in the loop was Martinelli's. And one day I just bought a tie there and zigzagged my way back across town through the heavy traffic on State Street. When I got to my office, I saw that someone was waiting for me. Mr. Rogue, are you Mr. Richard Rogue, the private investigator? Yes, I'm Richard Rogue. I've been here an hour. Is it customary for your profession to go off for hours and leave your business and your door unlocked? It's the gypsy in me, lady. Now, what can I do for you? My name is Elsa Cole. I'm here from Little Falls, Indiana. A terrible thing has happened. Yes, I know. I just read it over my second cup of coffee. Oh. You must be Janice Cole's sister. Yes, I am. You checked in with the Brett Arms Hotel here in Chicago three days ago, and last night was shot and killed in a room between 9.30 and 10 p.m., right? I don't know what to do. Mr. Rogue, the police called me in Little Falls last night. Yeah, the paper says that, too. I arrived in Chicago at 10 this morning. Janice was a good girl, Mr. Rogue. Not the wild sort at all. I just can't believe it. Uh -huh. Janice is rather young to have a sister who is almost... Uh... Uh, you needn't be polite, Mr. Rogue. I'm sister one. She was 22. I was the oldest in the family of five children. Janice has been my responsibility since our parents died. <laughs> I failed in that trust, too. Try to control yourself, Miss Crow. Perhaps I can help you. Tell me, uh, what was Janice doing in Chicago? She had a notion to go on the stage. Did she know anyone here? Not a soul. Nobody. Well, it's not very helpful. 
What did you tell the police? I told them everything. But I talked to a Lieutenant Cheney, and he told me nothing. Absolutely nothing. His demeanor was evasive. He seemed to know something, and yet he won't tell me. Well, I know Lieutenant Cheney's a good cop. I want to leave no stone unturned to find Janice's murderer. Will you help me, Mr. Roke? For $25 a day in expenses, and that's less than the fat man gets. It's very well, Mr. Roke. Oh, uh, uh, just one question, Miss Crow. What grade school do you teach? Fifth. Well, how did you know I was a teacher? You remind me of a teacher I once had when I was a kid. But that was a lifetime ago. I dropped Elsie Crow at the Royals in the third-rate hotel not far from my office, and then the cab swung across toward Homicide. A high wind was whipping in from Lake Michigan, and the signs on State Street were swinging merrily. And I knew it was about time to get my winter overcoat out of moth balls. Don't bother to knock, Rogue. Just barge right in. Oh, thanks, Lieutenant Cheney. Uh, what can I do for you? I'd like to know what you know about the Kroll case. What's your interest? My client is Elsie Kroll, the dead girl's sister. Here's the report. And I want more than this. I want the routine handout. No? Well, what do you want? And whatever it is, I can't give it to you. Look, Pop, my client thinks you're withholding some vital information. She does. She does. Hmm. And Dennis Crow's a pretty girl. She was. Powder burn shot by someone who stood close by. And probably knew her. Yeah, but who? Don't know. A 38 slug, it says here. Fingerprints, none except the deceased. <laughs> who found the body? Sam Esposito, the manager of the Breton Arms, the house Dick, and a Marie Castle. How? Marie Castle heard two shots in the room next to her. She called the others. Let's see any leads at all? We're working. Is that all you can tell me? That's right. Look, Cheney, this is my client, too. You can tell me. Listen, sweetheart, you're going to have me around anyway, so do we work together or do okay, I have... Okay, okay, Rogue. But if I tell you anything, it goes no further. It's a deal. And especially the press. I gave you my word. Okay. This cigarette case was found in the girl's handbag in the room. Solid silver. <whistles> judge Harris, the judge leading a double life? Now, look, I've known Judge Harris a long time. He's a family man, a nice man. And he wouldn't be mixed up in a mess like this. Then in that case, I'm sure he won't be embarrassed if I ask him a few questions. <laughs> My friend, Lieutenant Cheney, phoned you were coming. Is it to help or hinder? Well, to help, Judge Harris. Judge, uh, you don't mind if I ask a few questions. It's what you're here for, isn't it? Did you know Janice Crow? No, I never met her. And you weren't at the Breton Arms Hotel at all last night? I was not. But your cigarette case was. That's the incredible part of this whole business. Where, how, or why it got into that room is beyond me. Lieutenant Cheney thinks someone's trying to frame me. Uh, when was the last time you remember seeing your cigarette case? Yesterday, just before lunch. And you wouldn't mind telling me where you were last evening between 9.30 and 10? Well, certainly not. But, um, first, look at this telegram. It's from Jimmy Martin. The ward Yes. Dear Judge, since Martha and the boys are away, how about some chess tonight? Make it about 9.30 at my apartment if you can. Sign Jim. I walked over to his apartment about 9.30. He wasn't there, so I came home. Of course, Jimmy Martin can substantiate this telegram. No. Jimmy denies sending it. Did Jenny trace it? Yes, it was phoned in from a pay station. That's all I can tell you. Uh, Judge Harris, are you sure you're telling me the whole truth? 
I beg your pardon, Mr. Well, Rose. Judge, the chips are down. You're not the judge in this case. If it comes to trial, you're liable to be a defendant. I suggest you take me into your confidence. I intend to do just that if you'll be patient. Better. A week ago, Jimmy Martin came to me and asked me to declare a mistrial in the Tremont case. Oh? I was shocked. We've been friends for years. Jimmy Martin has always been an honest, forthright politician. And, frankly, I'm indebted to him for this judgeship. Tremont. Tracy Tremont. Wasn't he the gambler who shot that coffee merchant? Yes. Well, what was Martin's interest in Tremont? I have no idea. I naturally refused to discuss the case. Well, he left in anger, but he did call me an hour later and apologize. As a matter of fact, he came into my office yesterday. That is very interesting. Why is that? Why is a crooked letter, Judge? And sometimes you have to wait a while until it straightens itself out. Good night, Your Honor. I went over to see Jimmy Martin's club. I was greeted by an assorted group of war heels. They pointed out the sanctum sanctorum, and sitting behind a huge desk was a long cigar, a short, fat face, and a bald head. Yes? Uh, Mr. Martin, I'm Richard Rowe. Fire detective, aren't you? That's right. I'd like to ask you a few questions about a case I'm working on. Why should I answer your questions, Mr. Rowe? Well, you may need my vote someday, Jimmy. My elections aren't that close. Yeah, I guess not. When was the last time you saw Tracy Tremont? Never heard of him. Who is he? Just a gambler who's 60 days away from the chair. Good afternoon, Mr. Rowe. It would be helpful if you could furnish me the names of the people who spent last evening with you. Yes, sir. Send Joe in here, will you, please? Yes. One of the boys will escort you out, Mr. Rogue. Never mind the man is chum. I can make it without a guy. I decided to check back with Cheney for some information on Jimmy Martin. Cheney told me that on the night that Janice was murdered, Martin was at the theater with some friends. But in checking that story, I found out that first he was host to a little dinner party in the covered wagon room of the Breton Arms Hotel. The honored guests included Marie Castle, the singer who heard the shots, and Sam Esposito, the hotel manager. Well, I thought I'd try the caviar in the covered wagon room myself. The waiter said you wanted to talk to me, Mr. Uh, Richard Rogue's the name, and yours is Sam Esposito, right? If you want to talk to me, come to my office. I can't eat in your office, and I'm hungry. I hear your food is good. The dinners are expensive here, Rogue. Well, if I can't pay, you can always have me arrested. What do you want? I want to know how well you know Jimmy Martin. Not so well. Well, you had dinner with him yesterday. I'm sitting here with you. Sam! Sam! Oh, there you are. Just a minute. Don't get up, Sam, darling. Can I join you? Well... How do you do, Miss Castle? Let's sit down. Thanks. I don't believe it. Mr. Rogue, Miss Castle. How do you do? You do your pictures justice, Miss Castle. Oh, thank you, Mr. Rogue. Pardon, Monsieur Esposito. We stand on party as a right. Excuse me. I'll be back. Okay. Would you like a drink? No, thanks. I go on in a few minutes. You seem to have gotten over the shock. That shock? Oh, you mean the murder. That's the terror. Yeah, I read about it in the paper. Uh, tell me, Marie, uh, how did you know there were shots fired? I couldn't miss it. You see, I'm in room 304. And uh, Janice Crow was in 302. Yeah. Why all the questions? Well, that's the way I earn a living. That's nice. Oh, uh, by the way, I bumped into a friend of yours, uh, Jimmy Martin. Jimmy Martin, I don't believe I know him. You were at his table here last night, remember? Oh, that must have been the party Sam introduced me to. An entertainer like me has to sit at so many tables and meet so many people. You know how it is. Yeah, I know. Well, it's time for me to go to work. Anything special I can sing for you? Where or when, baby? Oh, that's one of my favorites, too. 
Cut your grass once or twice. See how effortless the job is. How smooth and even your grass is cut. After you had it for ten days, if for any reason whatsoever you don't want to keep your easy-cut electric power lawnmower, your dealer will refund your money in full. No strings, no gimmicks. Go by or phone your dealer first thing tomorrow. Have him deliver your easy-cut electric-powered lawnmower on the 10-day trial offer. If you're not satisfied, your money will be refunded. Now, back to Paul Stewart as private investigator Richard Rogue in Rogue's Gallery. On the way down to the morgue, I couldn't for the life of me figure out why someone would want to kill Elsie Crowell. In a few minutes, I was standing before a table in the morgue, and there she lay. Didn't look like a school teacher anymore, just a... Nice old lady, Rose. She wasn't old, Shirley. She's just the kind that's born old. Let's get out of here. Any idea who pushed her into the lake? You're the detective, Richard. I'm only a bull in harness. I only helped put away Capone, Moriarty, Skinner, that's all. During the day I work on... What are you so touchy about? What's the Emmys report? The bruises on the head killed her. No water in the lungs. She didn't die by drowning. Let's go up to the road and where Elsie Crow stayed and pop a few questions. And we did, but all we found out was that Elsie Crow handed her key to the room clerk when she went out at 7.30 at night. No one had called her during the day and she'd not used her phone. We went on up into the room and started to go through her clothes and personal effects. Just a battered old suitcase. Anything in the bathroom, Rogue? Yeah, a toothbrush and a hairbrush. A couple of hairnets. She only has one dress hanging in the closet. She traveled right. Wouldn't you if you got the message she did? I think we're looking in the wrong direction. Take me down to your jail, will you? What for? I want to see Tracy Tremont. But it's 5 a.m. I'm tired. Can't this wait till morning? It is morning, and it can't. But, Rogue, I tell you, I questioned Tremont for hours. I got nothing. A blank. There's a loose key around somewhere that fits this rock, and I think it's Tremont. No, no, impossible. Look at it this way. Jimmy Martin, the ward leader, goes to the judge and asks him to take it easy on Tremont, and the judge says no. Then the judge gets a phony wire, and he's out on a limb with no alibi. Either Martin put the judge on the spot, or the, pardon the expression, the judge is lying. The judge didn't lie. That I know. I can vouch for him. I admire your loyalty, but better men than the judge have skeletons in the closet. Well, pardon the ignorance of an old cop, but what will this visit to Tremont prove? Who's lying? Jimmy Martin or his honor? Tremont was a fine citizen of our town who picked up an easy peso with a set of marked cards, loaded dice, and the old badger game. And his victims were always afraid to do anything about it. That is, until he met that coffee merchant. He called Truman's hand, and Truman shot him. The gray dawn was just coming in over the jail as we walked in and started awaking. Rise and shine, Truman. Come on, come on. What? Uh, what? Yeah, who are you? Your eyes, Truman. It's daylight. Get your hands off me. Who are you? Richard Rogue. I want to ask you some questions. What questions? That's with you and Jimmy Martin. Who's he? What have you got on him? 
I don't know what you're talking about. Why did he go to Judge Harris and try to spring you? I didn't know he did. How nice of him. How's your pal Sam Esposito? Never heard of him. Well, does Marie Castle mean anything to you? Can't we play another game? I gotta take a card. No, that's not him. Then go away. Let me get my beauty mat. For a guy who's going to sizzle in the chair, your flip is a salmon. Want a bit? Pack up on ice, Janey. I've had about it. Okay. Where are you going, Ro? I'm going out to find you a playmate. And then I'm going to be a witness at your clam fry. Still want a bit? We drove back toward the Loop and Cheney squad car, stopped for breakfast, and I went through a whole pack of cigarettes. I should have been sleepy, but I was too hopped up to shove off to bed. I wanted to see the murder room of Janice Crawl and her personal effects, so Cheney wrote a little note, and I had him drop me at the Brett Barnes Hotel. Third floor, please. Hey, Ro. Rose, wait a minute. Well, hello, Sam. How's the hotel business? What are you doing here so early? Shall I say it out loud? No, no. I'll wait till you get off. Third floor. Now, look, Rogue. Where do you think you're going? To room 302. You'll never get past the cop. I know the password. And by the way, you ever let Tremont have card parties in this hotel? No, what kind of a hotel do you think I run? Wait a second, will you? Would you mind keeping this door shut, please, fellas? Stupid carpenters in there. These floors are soundproof to drown out the traffic noises so our guests can sleep. They haven't got brains enough to keep the door closed when they're making repairs. Very interesting, this hotel business. Uh, by the way, uh, the grapevine has it that Jimmy Martin is cutting in on your girl. He's strictly a stage door, Johnny. All talk. With the rock that he gave Marie? Some talk, Sammy boy. I left Sam standing there simmering to a slow boil and went into Janice's room. I found the usual knickknacks, clothing, a dozen assorted bottles of skin lotion in her handbag. Her handbag had $20 and some change. Now, why should a guy with $20 to her name register in a hotel where the cheapest room is 10 bucks a day? Which one of the characters in the Chicago Mirrors around knew the Kroll sisters and who set up Janice in this lush plush? The room was too quiet and depressing for mental work, so I hopped again and went back over to Harney's on the Gold Coast. Pour yourself some coffee, huh, Rogue? Yeah, thanks. Well, come this girl up, Harney. It's nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, double insomnia. What's with you, huh? Yeah, still chasing shadows of the Kroll murder. Parlayed into two now. Somebody knocked off my client last night. Yeah, that's why you rushed out so fast this morning? Yeah, let's see. Let's see. There's something about that hotel. I went into the Breton Arms, walked toward room 302, heard the carpenters working, making a lot of noise. What's with them carpenters? Rogue, a fine friend you turned out to be. You went back on your deal with me, and I'll have your head so easy with that newspaper. This coffee's hot, and what's the matter? Why did you tip off the papers, Rogue? What papers? What are you talking about? Oh, I should have had my head examined before I trusted you. A day or two more, and I'd have had this case on ice. Let me see that paper. Three-month case stalled. Judge Harris implicated in cruel murders. But I didn't... Rogue, turn in your license. You're through. We're both through. But, Cheney, I didn't give out this story. No? No. Then who did? Answer me. Who did? Who did? Wait. I've got it. The carpenters. Soundproof room. Cheney, what are you talking about? I'll tell you in the car. Let's go. The squad car 
car tore up Lakeshore Drive with the sirens wide open, and in a few seconds we were standing in front of Jimmy Martin's apartment. We didn't make it. He's dead. Shot through the head with a thirty-eight. Put out a drag net to Sam Esposito and Lee Castle. Right. Now I'm going up to Judge Harris's house. Twenty minutes later, I was knocking on his front door, but no one answered. The door was locked, but I opened it with my set of keys. No one was in the house, so I sat down in the living room, fixed myself a drink, and waited. I was half through a scotch on the rocks when... electric lawnmower dealer. 
All you do is take the easy-to-operate, easy-cut electric mower home. Try it for 10 days. You find easy-cut will work wonders on any type yard. Fine grass or weeds, cut any height or low as you want. It's really a fine mower, and most any member of your family will be able to operate it. After you try the easy-cut electric mower for 10 full days, give it a good workout if for any reason you don't want to keep it. Return to your dealer, and he'll refund your full purchase price without any questions asked. You couldn't ask for any better deal, and now's the time to take advantage of it. See your easy-cut dealer right away before your grass becomes too big of a problem. Remember, the solution to easier, faster grass cutting is an easy-cut electric-powered mower. Now to remind you to listen next week at the same time for Rogue's Gallery, presented by your easy-cut electric mower dealer, is Richard Rogue. We hope you enjoyed tonight's story in this new series, and we'll be back as usual next week. And we hope, too, that you'll be around and help hang another portrait in Rogue's Gallery. was transcribed and has come to you from New York. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. Well, this is different, but uh, not in a bad way. I actually like the, the series. Uh, Paul Stewart does a great uh, hard-boiled eye uh, presentation. A lot of differences. The big one is the settings and the uh, supporting characters. Uh, you have a new uh, police commissioner, and the setting is in uh, Chicago, whereas Rogue's Gallery really had more of a uh, Los Angeles feel to it. Uh, but that, but they did a good job, I think, with the setting and the music, and kind of a different portrayal of Ugor. Uh, rather than him having to be knocked on the head uh, to get to hear Root Ugor. Uh, I'd actually like to hear more of this, but this is the only episode that's in circulation, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, one uh, thing to note here is, uh, according to the Digital Deli's uh, estimation, uh, uh, Paul Stewart made more uh, appearances as Richard Rogue than anyone else. Uh, Dick Powell made a total of uh, 67 uh, uh, Rogues Gallery episodes. Uh, Paul Stewart made uh, 72, and of course Barry Sullivan just made the 14 uh, from 1947. Uh, but this was a fun series, and I hope there are more that uh, emerge. It's kind of hard with uh, ABC shows. And by the way, there was a reference to another ABC show uh, when he mentioned that... Uh, he did not charge as much as the Fat Man, uh, which was uh, uh, one of pr perhaps ABC's biggest and longest-running uh, uh, detective programs uh, from 1946 to 51. Um, and we will be uh, doing the Fat Man uh, later on this season. But uh, that will uh, 
bring down the curtain on Rogue's Gallery. Join us next week for our new Tuesday show, Candy Matson. Uh, I should note that uh, this week is the first time we've had four of our five programs set in the 1950s. But next week we're going definitively back to the 40s for Candy Matson. In the meantime, if you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us over on Twitter at Radio Detectives and uh, give us a call, 208-991-4783. Be sure to fill out our listener survey, survey.greatdetectives.net, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.